It's December 31st, 2020. This is Rook. Well, a new year is beginning, and there is much to take stock of in and around the Iranian diaspora. It was, of course, a brutal time in 2020, as we know, but in some ways an exciting one as well. This past year was the one in which we launched Rook, and eight months in, we are happy to announce a new team member and segment with the great chef Hoss Zareh debuting his hospitality segment. Plus, Kian is here with It's All Persian to Us. We'll look ahead to 2021, and we have a boatload of letters and correspondence to get to about our Why Pink Floyd series. This is Conversations From, To, and About the Iranian Diaspora. I'm Gian Gomeshi. This is Rook. Hi there, welcome to episode number 72 of Rook. Durud, Happy New Year. Salanu Mubarak, Mizun Bashin, Sad Salbein Salha. That's all I know. <laughs> that's, that's that. I've, I've used up all my sayings. I'm so tentative about being excited about a new year, given that it's probably hours away from turning to shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, Happy New Year, this one's going to be better. And then there's like an earthquake oh, or God. something. God forbid. God I mean, forbid. Knock right? on wood. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, what do we say? Or we wake, snake we, bitten, you know? we wake up tomorrow and it was all a nightmare the whole year, just all of it. What? That would be crazy. That's true. What is the what part of that is? I don't know. That, that's a movie idea. Someone work on that. Hey, Reza, write that It down. was a nightmare. <laughs> we are at rookmedia.com. We are on our ongoing mission to build a new audiovisual encyclopedia of Iranian diaspora identity. Coming to you on SoundCloud, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Telegram. Chef Hos Zareh coming up with the debut of his new segment on Rook. Uh, we'll be having him regularly here. Chef Hos Zareh's Rook hospitality. You get a key on Hossare with hospitality. No, can you break it down for me? <laughs> I just, I'm just making sure. Everybody, hello, Groovy Shia. Hello, Gian. Hello, the fabulous Keon. Hi, Gian. Hello, Captain Reza. Hello, By the sir. way, Captain Reza. Yes, Captain Reza got into some kind of uh, fight with some scissors. Uh, my, my, my dear brother, what is happening to your head? What is, okay, ah. so um, I wanted to get a haircut for. <laughs> yes. I wanted to. Tra- a little bit of trimming uh-huh. for, for Christmas, for Christmas Eve. So I went to this guy who all hair salons are closed. So I found this guy who said, "Ah, oh, he's, he's where did you where did you find this guy?" Hey, by, by the way, could, could I just do the context before yeah. you tell the story? You know, Captain Reza is a hush tip guy. He's a good he looking is, guy. Yeah. He's a, a very nice, and his hair was fine last week. I thought so. He turns up this week looking like a, a you know, like a teenage Iranian skateboarder in Orange County he who's like trying to defy his Iruni parents by getting a really bad haircut, like some God. kind of like nineteen nineties rap. 
rapper thing. Like, I don't know what, it, you know, what happened. I, I, I look like a troll doll. Like, no joke. Like, ridiculous. That's right. I actually, I thought, it's shaved around the yeah, sides yeah, and the back. Yeah. And then there's a little bit at the top. You should, you should just die pink look like at mop. this point. Yeah, yeah. So, pretty much. So was this like a drug deal? Like, you found an underground <laughs> hairdresser? it felt like it. Because the guy lived, like, in the middle of nowhere. Literally, I had to, like, take a bus and drive for 15 minutes. It was just crazy. Like... I found Persian a, guy? Persian guy, yes. See? Of course. Sadly. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but <laughs> next time go to a Kharaji yeah. uh, hairdresser, was, I guess. He was jealous of your hush teepness. That's right. He wanted that's to right. mess it up. At least, yeah, I wouldn't feel bad that a, a, a compatriot did this to my hair. That's right. But uh, a friend of mine told me that this guy has shut down his hair salon, but he does, like, he, he gives you a haircut out of his own home. And he's good he's blah 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 like he's very he wears mask and stuff like that I'm like alright I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna get it. Uh, just a little bit of trimming mm-hmm. so I go to him I'm like no haircut I just want it cleaned up a little mm-hmm. alright he gets to work he's, he's got his little zzz machine he, he pulls out a, uh, like a shaver yeah he's not using scissors to no, cut he, your hair yeah yeah he was using a shaver because he wanted to clean it up right the before he cuts done. your hair no 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 this was the oh, last this was part done. of it okay, okay. this was the last part of it so right. he did his thing how long is this story by the way we <laughs> just started the show quick. I want to wrap describe he's, he's every going cut. into the details of <laughs> it was just supposed to be a little joke about your haircut oh alright go ahead please tell the story yeah. so he he wants to give me a he wants to make a line on the back of my head uh-huh. and then he goes to sneeze he trips over his own foot and <laughs> That's it. He literally does that. He does. He literally does he, that. So he accidentally he shaved accidentally part of your head. Accidentally shaves part. So of wait my a second. Head. So this is because he had to clean up his mistake. That's he shaved right. the rest of your head. So then he looks at me and he's like, uh, "You know, the new fashion is that it oh, fades." No. I'm like, "You f- you screwed it up, didn't you?" <laughs> and he's like, oh, "I'm wow. so sorry." I wow. actually was thinking you look better this week. You do? Since last really? Week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this there is, you go. I mean, it well, looks like a fresh cut Have to you me. taken a good look at him or are you <laughs> not, seeing through well, the glass? Not, I don't make out with Reza, so I, I haven't taken <laughs> oh a close-up look. Right, right, right. How did it go it. over with the with the new girlfriend and everything? She, she hated it. She hated <laughs> it. She hated every second of it. Yeah. yeah. I, listen, I, I'm i not, I don't want to, we we're close enough that I can say, I said to you, like, what did you do, you know? I mean, I could introduce you to a good hairdresser or whatever. I don't know why you went and did this to I yourself totally this is done. some kind of <laughs> end Painful. of 2020 you know self so anyway it's been a th- you, you look it'll grow out yeah. and you're a good looking guy it doesn't matter uh, it's been quite a couple weeks right yes. i mean we had the the pink floyd special which um uh i'm thrilled that so many people have been uh, checking it out it's our four-part series first time we've launched a big series like that um, and uh, so thanks again to all the people who appeared on it. Thanks to all the work that the Rook team did on it. And please, if you haven't checked it out yet, we'd love you to not just check out part one, but all four parts of it uh, on any of our platforms. But so we decided to do a recap show mm-hmm. right yeah. this week. And uh, and and which we, we thought, well, rather than do a brand new Rook show like this one on Monday, we would do um, it, it's new, but we do a recap of things. I mean, the series is six hours long. Mm-hmm. So we thought, let's. Let's do a little recap. So I did a, a countdown list, and Reza and Shai worked on graphics and audio. And we did this kind of cool countdown show. But we also thought about why don't we do it visually? Do like a uh, you know on camera because that would be something different for us. Now let me just explain that. I'm a radio guy. Like I not only like doing radio, but I believe in radio, 
right? Like I really believe in theater of the mind. It's my favorite thing. It's what I loved growing up. And so even though, uh, you know, when I really started in media in a big way, in uh, like my first job at the CBC, about almost 20 years ago now, I was a TV show. I was on TV and that's what I did. And I was live on TV, in fact. But I still love radio the most and I feel the most comfortable just doing the audio medium but we say okay let's go back and and do a let's let's do this recap on camera you know mm. so Reza brings out the camera gear and all of that and 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 we shoot it and the thing is we we haven't really practiced in our studio we don't have a lot of lighting we don't have a lot of you know we have we you know so we thought let's give it a shot and I I look back at it and I think you know it's not bad I don't like Reza likes it some of the Rook team parts of the artists producers they were like it's great let's put it out you know it's something different like I, I don't love it but I think okay we're gonna make our jump to video at some point so we can run this so then Shia comes in Right and says, uh, Shia says, uh, uh, like, uh, and he he's over my shoulder looking at the the video that Reza and I are. You know, this is about this is on Monday as as we're about to put out the episode, right, Keon? And he goes, um, oh, oh, um, and I go, oh, Shia, what, what's what's the matter? You don't, you know, what do you think? You know, and he goes, oh, yes, but um, the problem is. Uh, you don't have any charisma. And I thought, no, hang on a second, because I thought, hmm, maybe Shia doesn't understand the word he's, like I, so I go, oh, oh you, you mean that uh, it's not working in the same way on, on screen, like I'm trying to help him, you know? And he goes, no, no, uh, you don't have charisma. No, you, you need suck, some charisma. is what I mean. And I was like, what? I mean, so we, we, I mean, I couldn't, you know, we, I was like, forget it. We're not doing the video. <laughs> Just put up the audio, put some fun graphics. <laughs> I love that Shia, like if, if anyone else said it, you, I would, you would punch him in the face, but Shia I is would just never the most, punch anybody no, in the face, but, but I would say, uh, <laughs> no, it's not bad, but no. But he's so gentle about it. He's like, that's oh, right. you know, that's right. you know, Gian, you really suck. But I, I looked at him. <laughs> no, I mean, it's worse than you suck. You know, I looked at him. I was like, you mean it doesn't look, you know, it's not what it could be. The lighting is, no, I think you don't have charisma. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. This is the way we're ending 2020 the on the show. thing you could <laughs> yeah. say. Now let's go live on the air. No, actually, I, I, I told you, you are, uh, I could say, the most charismatic person I've ever met. Wow, really. Okay. No, really, because... Uh -huh. Well, uh, but, uh, uh, maybe maybe I don't know the exact meaning of, meaning of charisma. But no, no, I like the way this is starting. I'm the most charismatic person you know. No, yes, no, uh, really. Okay. For example, when you when you say to me, Shaya, do that and, or don't do this, it's th it's this. You know, I I I never again do that. Or, uh -huh. but you know, I, I I'm uh, I, I know how. Uh, how beautiful is your face and yes. how charming <laughs> is your face are you uh, hitting on us I think what's I happening I think it, oh, it goes in the wrong great. direction I know but but the, but that picture that I, I saw it's not bad but yeah. it wasn't as charismatic as you ah, actually okay ah. alright well <laughs> that's not what you said but anyway <laughs> but uh, Shai do you mean that the angle is wrong no you have no charisma <laughs> and that's uh, why you mean that it's it, but it's in the sh it's technical problem, right? No, no, no. It is you. You have no. 
But by the way, I, I, I'm really sorry if I if no, I. Uh, it's a, I mean, I obviously had an effect on me. We're never doing video <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. Look what you did, you know, Shia. Uh, I'm you know unless I shoot it on my iPhone or something. <laughs> now we'll we will do video. We'll get it right. But it was a it was a funny way to. You know, with, so. more, with more charisma, and I, I think it shook Reza too. He no, was like, uh, he was like, I, I, he, you know, up until that point, Reza was like, "This is great. We got to put it." And then he was like, "Yeah, I guess maybe." You know, like Shia. I, on the same note, he defended me too. He was like, "I think it's better if we do it on an iPhone." I'm like, "So the hell?" That yeah, he threw everyone under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's fuck. so sweet that no one has it. No one, you know, you don't, you don't feel bad. You know, no. you don't. That's what you don't I mean. attack him. It's he said. But he says these things. You would never yeah. suspect. You would just. He just says it so slyly. Mm, You're like, yeah. he can't possibly be mean saying that. <laughs> he means this in yeah, a nice way. It's me. It's Shia, I, I, yes. I, I guess maybe I made him. Uh, you know, it's probably not in the camera work. No, Reza, it would be better on iPhone than your work. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah, disaster. Uh, Shia. Uh, we did recap uh, uh, the Pink Floyd episode. If you check that out, uh, and we have been, and the graphics actually are mm. great. That uh, that. Reza did. Thankfully, there's no video. I guess Shia was spot on. It was <laughs> quite beautiful. It was a work of art. It, it, it is a work of art. Now, Shia, it was the right call, I think. Uh, but we've been, we're also recapping our our year, you know, in the office to ourselves at Rook, our first eight months. We launched in 2020, in April 16th, 2020. Uh it was um, it was a good year for us, you know, for in terms of get, launching this project, something that we're really passionate about, and hopefully starting these conversations with the Iranian diaspora around the world. Favorite moments, Keon? Do you have a Man. favorite moment for oh, 2020 God. before we get into today's content? So many. Well, I I have to mention Pink Floyd because I had no idea there was such an obsession with Iranians and Pink Floyd. So that was an interesting um, cultural dissection for me. Uh, another one would be Aravan Rezaei, the yes. female tennis player. Her yes. story just captivated me. And the ending really did it for me. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the ending of that story really just it's, it made me emotional. hundred percent. If yeah. you haven't listened to Aravan Rezaei, uh, the, the Iranian-French tennis yeah. player, yeah. Uh, that's a few episodes ago. Please ch- check that out. Captain Reza, any, any favorites? Yeah. I've always been a huge admirer of uh, Dr. Firuz Nadiri. And when I, I didn't but I didn't know that he was from Shiraz and when I found out I got I was pretty psyched about it and uh, yeah when we were able to book him and that whole interview it was it was amazing I was very yeah. proud yeah. Uh, Shia was there anything you liked <laughs> on our show this year was there something that you <laughs> you enjoyed what did any of our guests have charisma <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh gosh okay uh, favorite moment for me sure uh, so it was a thousand uh, moments that I got goose pumped during <laughs> the interviews, but uh, but I want to mention one moment that it was really precious for me. And if we listen to that moment, for example, in next ten years, it's really interesting. Okay. There is a moment when we were interviewing Arshid Azarin, Doctor Arshid Azarin. Yes. And so this is a pandemic here. You so know, he's in France. Let me set yes, it up. He's yes. the, he's one of our first episodes. Actually, yes, I think it was yes. episode six or six, something. Yeah. And he he's a great jazz musician, but he's also a doctor, a surgeon, in fact, yes. in 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 Paris. And this was the height of the pandemic back in the spring. Yeah. Yes. And while we interviewing him, uh, it in Paris, 
uh, it was at 7 I think p.m. Yes. and people came to balcony and uh, uh, you know hitting their pots and pans and and and, wow. and clapping for the for doctors, doctors yes. yeah and and for and I I I was imagining if for example, in next 10 years, we'll listen to that episode. It reminds me of these days that we stay in our ho- home and, uh, yeah. Nice, wow. yes. Uh, Producer Susan has actually walked into your bed behind there. Do you have a favorite, Producer Susan? She doesn't like to talk on the <laughs> show. Yes, Jane Lewison. Jane Lewis? Oh, oh really? Yes. That was your favorite? Yes. The Golha Project. Mm-hmm. Why did you like the Jane Lewison interview so much? Because she said something, she said that uh, we Persian people uh, usually don't uh, put that much effort to to uh, appreciate our culture mm-hmm. and um, collect our our heritage. Mm-hmm. But uh, she did this project, and um, that was very moving. For it's me. amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's a great reminder. Thank you for that, producer. You know what the problem with Jane Lewison is? What's the problem? No charisma. <laughs> no charisma. These people, none of them have. Uh, there's so many. Uh, uh, Jane Lewis was amazing. There's so many uh, on my list. Mm. Uh, Parvis Tanavali. Mm. I had Aravon Rezaei, actually, yeah. that story. That, uh, uh, Shah Rukh, who was uh, so, oh, yeah. so great. Shah, Shah Farid Rukh, Zolan. Farid Zolan. Was a the huge whole surprise. story. And the, uh, our Shah retrospective, the Shah Jarian special, the honesty of Hamid Dikpay. I love that. And of course, mm. uh, Pink Floyd. I wanted to mention one of the interviews that I really love doing because I learned so much from her and she's got an incredible story is, is uh, the great uh, Persian uh, Iranian American journalist now uh, Homas Ashar oh, yeah. and uh, Homas Ashar has uh, actually uh, over the last couple of weeks if you follow her on social media she's had COVID um, but uh, I think thankfully she's coming through it and so we send our uh, love and thoughts to, to Homa in, in uh, Los Angeles but that was one of my uh, mm. favorite interviews as well what was the most surprising for you Who's the most surprising? Yeah, surprising guest. Uh, you know, Shia, I thought Shia was a friend. <laughs> that's, that's perhaps the, the most surprising. The most shocking, I'd say. <laughs> the most shocking. <laughs> All right, we've got Chef Haas coming up. Very much looking forward to that uh, with his new segment, Hospitality for Rook. But first, here we go. She's a woman of letters, Rook letters, that is. A dear friend, a diaspora blend, a gym fanatic, a kook who can be erratic, but lovable, smart, and funny, and on a journey to discover what we actually discovered. Here we go, Bachaha. It's all Persian to us with Kian Nademi. Right, Keon, what have you got for us today? All right. So, you know, we're on this ongoing mission to build an audiovisual encyclopedia of Iranian diaspora identity, right? Yes. This is our thing. And with so much negative publicity around Iranians, I've been on this quest, you see, to find some of the positive aspects of being Iranian. Yes. And more specifically, positive contributions from Iranians to the world. Yes. Our gifts to humanity, if you will. Oh. So you know how Iranians love to claim that everything was in fact first invented by the Persians. <laughs> Not always true, of course, but it is once in a while. Did you know this? Yes. So it's New Year's Eve tonight, Jian. Yes. What, what are your plans? Uh, the, listening back to Rook episodes, <laughs> sitting in the corner of the room crying <laughs> with the dog. Right, no, so I have. I'll be seeing a couple of friends. So what? Yeah. What? Uh, what? What tools will you use to enhance your evening? Of celebratory, like, like substance. <laughs> ah, I see. Uh, drinking. 
ah, I guess. Yes. Ah, so, so tonight with your favorite alcoholic beverage in hand, you can give a big toast to the Persians. You know why? Why? Well, because the contents of which you hold in your hand was first discovered in Persia, the ancient land. Wait a minute, you did this minute. before. It's Shadow Up, right? No, no, no. No, no. Oh, no I have more not. than Shadow This is a new one. Okay, this is okay. a new one. Sometime between 885 and 925 AD, a genius by the name of Zakaria Razi, mm. a Persian physician, alchemist, and philosopher, discovered numerous compounds and chemicals, one of which is. Alcohol. Oh. Did you know this? No. So did, I not did only not did, know that. <laughs> not only did we discover wine, but more specifically, alcohol. Right. So I don't know what that says about us as a nation. We're just a nation of alcoholics, <laughs> or we just really like to... Most importantly, <laughs> I love the fact that 2,000 years later, we take credit for it. Not only did we invent alcohol, but this is true, huh? So it all, is. All, okay, so please go So on. let me elaborate. Yes. So back then, chemistry wasn't a science per se, like it is today. There was no rhyme intended with that, by the way. <laughs> uh, the scientists of the Middle Ages were seen as a sort of magician, if you will, who called themselves alchemists. Alchemists around the world were experimenting, investigating how things were made during that time, most of which had the ultimate goal in life to discover a way to turn objects into gold. But some alchemists, like, say, Razi, for example, were experimenting new ways to make medicines. So through years of experimental work, Razi was the first to have discovered, among other things, alcohol in its purest form. The famous alchemist used methods of distillation and extraction to isolate the compound on its own, basically. So this, I'm gonna ask you a really naive question, but that that's the alcohol you use in medical like rubbing alcohol right. that's right is that where alcohol that we drink came from so it's i mean the compound is within the alcohol that we drink but uh -huh. he was able to basically isolate it on its own okay. kind of thing so right. uh and from that of course we've progressed medically as well as socially by right, different right. forms of improving the alcoholic process uh, uh, that doesn't make sense but you uh, know what i mean yeah, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. actual uh, process of becoming an alcoholic <laughs> but <laughs> developing <process>. alcoholic <laughs> right. drinks we've also developed yeah. our, the process of becoming an alcoholic <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now so to be fair since rosy was one of the best physicians of his time uh, whose teachings by the way are still used in medical schools around the world his discovery of alcohol was actually intended for medical use, as in rubbing alcohol rather than drinking alcohol. Mm. Uh, so it's the same compound that we have to thank in 2020, which helped prevent the spread of COVID-19 through the excessive use of, can anybody guess? Hand sanitizers. Uh, oh. And so, as it turns out... Wait, we also invented hand sanitizers? Well, I mean... We <laughs> well, we pretty yes, much did. Yes, I think the answer is yes, when we you, did. When you put it that way, yes, yeah. essentially we did. Uh, and so, as it turns out, alcohol was first discovered by a Persian. Wow. It's all Persian to us. Oh! Hey. oh that's amazing. So, did you know this, Shia? Yes, I okay. do. All yeah. right. Did I'll, you know this, really? <laughs> yeah. Please tell us more. Alcohol. Actually, ah. actually, yeah, actually, it's a very fun thing in Iran when you want to drink. Sometimes for fun, we says. Salomatia Razi, the guy oh. who. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's right. very interesting. Salomatia, cheers to Razi. Yeah, but I, I have a, a very slight correction, actually. Ah. The ancient Persian is actually. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait, so this is, here we go. This is Keon's segment. She <laughs> 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 doesn't have any charisma. I just got the correction. I was waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Go on, Shia. Please, Shia. I mean, the ancient Persia usually refer to before Islam. 
Uh-huh. This is after Islam. Okay. It's, yeah, but it's still Persia. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah, but it's not ancient. It's Did I say ancient? Oh, I mean, it's ancient from our perspective. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. not? Well, but yeah, Shai, is it okay for us to run this segment <laughs> or should we take it down like we did the video? <laughs> <laughs> no, Look it, what it, you it, did. Now he's going to do this every time. Ki, ki, no, Kian is a really charismatic uh. person. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Are you going to? Well, that is. Now, I'd, I am curious, though. Maybe somebody in the audience knows this. Uh, where, where, When the leap was made from this kind of alcohol to using it as a, a party tool, you know, as, well, a, I mean, as, as for bacchanalian fun. Well, wine and beer and other forms of alcoholic beverages existed through forms of, uh, what do you call it, when the grape kind of... Ferments? Ferments, uh-huh. yes. So uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming that this isolation of alcohol did help in other like other forms of alcoholic beverages. I don't know, like say vodka, but then again, vodka also comes from a grain. So I so. am compiling the list in my mind so far of of, uh, of what, well, we can comp- comp- compile it on our site mm-hmm. too, of what Persians have discovered as you brought to us and it's all Persian to us. The mail system, mm-hmm. Wine, yes, alcohol. There we go. There's all a theme so far. Yeah. <laughs> Two of the three things involved. It's all you drink need, really. Vodka, tequila. <laughs> uh, you know who might know about a bit, bit about this as well? Oh, I Chef think. Haas yes, coming up. Yes, he will. But uh, in the meantime, thank you. Thank you, Kian Nademi, with another uh, installment of It's All Persian to Us. It is time to launch a new segment here on Rook as we are heading into a new year. And we're very excited about this, mostly because we are all shikamus. Uh, that is, we are people who are fond of eating, but also because one of the greatest chefs in the world is going to give us something each week that we need to know about in the Iranian diaspora. To be clear, he is the captain of cuisine, the culinary colonel, the Tabrizi talisman, the Farsi foodmeister, the Turkish tradesman. It's your chef, Hosare, and this is Rook Hospitality. Hi, this is your chef, Hosare. And this is Rook Hospitality. There you go. Hello, Chef Hos. Hello there. Happy New Year to all of you. Happy New Year to you, sir. It's it's very nice to have you on the program and have you uh, doing this this segment. I'm excited, super excited. Also, uh, not only we're going to talk food, but this, I was listening to the show and Kian mentioned about the uh, wine and the Razi. And there are two things very interesting about the, since it's wine is food related. And one is why we toast, what we say cheers since the New Year. The reason we cheers is you. If you know why, you'll be surprised. The second is the again we always pretend everything came from Iran, and the wine 
make the people to get drunk was actually starting the haram girls in the Iranian history. That's another oh. story. But wait, wait a second. Hang on, hang on. Why do we say cheers? The salamati. That's what we say. Why do we say that one? Do you know actually? No. Something health related, I would imagine. No. No. Uh, opposite. Wow. <laughs> to destroy our health? <laughs> okay, uh, quick. I don't want to take time off the program. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Old days, they they used to cheer, they used to gobbler, uh, kind of, and they toast the wine to each other. And the whole idea was you hit the goblet to each other so hard, right. you splash your wine to another one. If mm. they want to poison you, you right. poison the toast oh. too. Yes, yes. Oh. It is the opposite so of health. Yeah. That's where right. the toast comes from. Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, everything made it by war and killing each other. <laughs> I, see, I, I heard that started in the Roman times. Is a Roman. Are we, are we, okay, I, I thought we were going to claim it as Persian. <laughs> like that too. That, that's Roman. I yeah. claim the uh, wine and haram girls. Apparently, they have this. We love of angur, wa, uh, mm. uh, grape juice. Yes. yes. We have this uh, underground places called ambari. We used to save those juices for the winter time mm -hmm. or later on drink it. So apparently, the Shah King of Iran loved the grape juice, and then he asked for grape juice. So they bring him to him to drinks but of course they used to drink some, some somebody before him so they don't kill the king so he drinks he gets drunk but the, what happened was they find that this was experiment happened to haram girl to try to kill himself he heard this uh, wine uh, this grape juice is poison and he's gonna get them killed so he, she goes to drink so much and she comes start dancing drunk so by that they find the effect of the wine wow ah. okay and, yeah. and did you know that, uh, I mean, I guess you do if you know Razi, so you know that alcohol, Keon's segment uh, this time uh, was about alcohol being uh, discovered or invented by Persians. You knew that? Yeah, I knew that. That was actually in a book in the school uh, about uh, Abu Zakaria Razi. It was alcohol. We read, it studied in the school, actually. It was one of the uh, book of the elementary school. And do you know how it went from being something that was a um, some kind of medical usage or cleaning or whatever and, uh, into something that you drink as, as uh, in a festive way? I am not 100% sure, but this goes back before Islam, because this is Dr. Yang Shram, he owned the Kolopakad's winery. He's the philosopher. He told about this story about the Haram girls drinking and getting drunk. Uh, and they more about you have mentioned the harem girls a few times, Chef Hoss. <laughs> <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> clearly, clearly something that's that's made an impression, <laughs> impression in your mind. <laughs> it's the essence of the story. Yes, yes, very much the essence for you. Yes. So, uh, wh what do you? This is our first, our inaugural segment of hospitality. Now, as I understand it, you're going to be teaching us something each week that is either food related or Iranian culture and history related or cuisine put all together related so what are you going to teach us about today today we're going to uh, talk about the importance of the cash importance of cash yes okay it's now uh, I, uh, we all know what this is but uh, you're going to explain what cash is to non-iranians i assume yeah it's a cash basically is a range of the dairy products that is being used in the cuisine of the middle east asia that region and it's byproduct of the, the milk and the yogurt and uh, it, it's a uh, before talk about the cash basically old days human being they used to use the heat acid fat and salt to preserve the food for the cold and the future 
like they didn't have a refrigerator like these days, like a milk can hold it. So they have to transfer this product to be able to use it in the future. So the cash came as a byproduct of the dairy, which is, was a very, uh, uh, one of those products that it spoils fast. Oh, so hang, hang on, the, the two steps back. So explain again what, the, what cash is. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a form of dairy, right? Form of dairy, fermented and or cheese. And so basically, you can use yogurt, or they call it gatuk before, and then uh, that you add it water and let it sit outside, get sour, and then cook it down. Cook it down so much to get dry and add salt. That's one way. Another one they used to do the uh, barley or grains, add it to the milk or some bread or flour. They used to get fermented and make it. Okay, and you're that saying one. this wasn't only used for taste, for to add to uh, dishes, but it, it had some um, preservative kind of use? Yes, and also, again, they used trying to save this milk product that getting again spoiled in the future, in the winter, they use it. Okay, so when, when was this discovered, that this would be used as a, as a way of preserving food? Uh, this goes to the old the way, way, way back. I mean, like, for example, uh, it's very interesting that the, uh, when they traveled, they had to travel a long way and they, they had to take the food with themselves. So this was one of the major food products they used to carry with them. In the uh, And again, it wasn't just the food. It was nutritious values. And also one of the things about dairy, this one, cash, it's, uh, it helps you for dehydration when you use in a meal. There are different kind of the dishes they can use with this one. And um, we can talk later about the, what dishes they use this one. How does, how does cash stop your dehydration? Uh, because of the, 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 the milk product in it. In the, like if you remember in Iran, in the middle of summer, we have a tilt of the Abdul Khiar. Mm-hmm. So that was on purpose to help you. There's a little salt factor you because your body needs some salt too in the, you know, so it's not so just, interesting. Uh, so this is this. There's a utility to this food. That's a, that was part of the discovery of it. Is 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 cash? I mean, I've never come across anything. in, I mean, is there something similar to cash in other cuisines? Um, and and if so, what is it? Well, it's cash. It's not just Iranian. It's if you look at it in the in the Central Asia, Kurdistan, Middle East, uh, Levant. Uh, Arabic country, they are Pakistan, uh, Afghanistan, they all use it. Uh, they call it different names. Like, for example, in Turkish, we call gurut. Gurut means drying. Uh-huh. Gurudan, gurut. That gara gurut yes. comes from gara means uh, black, means uh, drying black. That's byproduct of gurut. We, everybody knows Iranian gara gurut. Yeah. So that whole Central Asia, uh, uh, not Europe, not US, China actually in US, Becoming very popular, it's been the past few years with the uh, introduction by Iranian chefs and people, and uh, with the chefs they start using this one. But it's but a very, it's a very, it's a very different taste for Westerners, isn't it? Because I remember growing up that when my mom would make osh, sometimes she would, she would not make the oshikashk for, uh, for, for you know my English friends or something because it would be a, a much more of an acquired taste. Is that true? It is. It's a little different that one, but again, it, it, what what in, it isn't like in the U.S. getting trying it. And I, for example, they make a butter here, U.S. Right? What is the byproduct of butter? It's a buttermilk. Rather than throw them away this one this water, they quit mm. down. They make a cash. 
So basically, right now, U.S. Uh, companies, they learned also there's a market for it. So they're using this byproduct of the butter, which is the buttermilk, that in Iran we used to call up a, a dual. We used to drink it or make an ash. Now here, they use that one for making a cash. So you're so saying the North American version of our cash is butter? Is that fair to say? It's buttermilk from the bar, uh, byproduct of the butter. Butter comes out after the yogurt mix. You know, the first you mix a, a very fat, uh, rich yogurt with the water, you make a butter, white butter. The byproduct of the dish, which is the buttermilk, or we call it dough in Iran, they used to, because the confusion comes here. When we talk about dough, People, they say, mix the yogurt with water. Mm. No, that's the yogurt and water. The dough really means <laughs> you make the butter. But, but I, I, actually, <laughs> I'm, I I'm one of the people who thought that that's what <laughs> dough was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's the water. So, that's so wait, 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 wait. I, isn't it, isn't it, it's, it's yogurt, water, and salt? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's it. That's yogurt drinks. You don't call that one dough. Dough uh-huh. is basically, it's after water left, they used to use the, uh, the yogurt with the water, put in the skin, go to the skin, Shake it back and forth to make it butter. Wait, did you say uh, goat skin? Goat skin. Yeah, they, the old fashioned. They used to hang it from the two, reshape up the wood, and they would uh, shake in it so inside it is skin like a tube. And they used to make a, a, a butter, and then after they uh, squeeze the butter out, that leftover called dough. So that was a drinking or making ash. Okay. So, so that's a real dough. Uh, uh, Shia has a question or comment. Go ahead, Shia. Please. Uh, we have a proverb in Farsi, which is not a, a you know polite, but uh, when you want to somebody to, for example, get out, you would say "boru kashketo besar." So, do you know what the translation being? Go and rob or go and rub your go and scrub your scrub your cash. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Cash for the peasant people's food for them to eat. It wasn't like the rich people's, like the soldiers or people. They traveled and they didn't have enough money. They used to have this cash in their bag, so they used to get the place and put a pot and some water and cash and added some dry walnuts and dates, make, make a meal. So mm. that's basically insulting you. That means you are poor, you are pigeon food eaters. That's how it comes, oh. unfortunately. Shia, go rub your cash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so basically it's insulting you, you are a poor family. We you need uh, uh, Mel- Mona from Melbourne to explain that proverb, <laughs> so I really understand it. Uh, Chef Haas, what is the practical or the best application of cash these days so if somebody's tuning in and they're living in los angeles or in berlin and or australia right now and they where where are they going to find cash in, in persian cuisine and where would you want them to well, find it the famous ones are you can make it with the cash or yogurt if you don't the another one's a cash bottom you you cannot mm-hmm. go wrong with that's the essence of the eggplant basically char a barbecue eggplant, you mix it with the cash. It's delicious. And that's actually my restaurant was the most popular one in 10 years past my ex restaurant. And we introduced to the American. Was Another one eggplant, cash kit, cash kit, so eggplant mixed with this cash. And where do, where do people find cash? Cash in the any middle, right now it's become very popular. Actually, they don't have to buy the dry one, they already come to jars, jars at the, uh, um, and there's like a a uh, solid version of it is liquid you can use it any middle eastern uh, market has it especially since again i don't mean to brag about it we started a google program and uh, travel training chefs not every stage they demand for uh, some of the exotic product including cash 
uh, uh, became uh, popular between the chefs they use it. Chef Haas, I have a question. Do you know how they started putting kashk in Osh, for example? Like uh, what the utility was for that? Like was it intended to preserve the Osh? Or like, or, or was it strictly yes, for taste? Flavor. That flavor, was flavor. Got it. Yeah, you can make a yogurt or mm. cash the flavor to it. That gives a little. Also, uh, if you put a cash, you don't put a salt anymore. Ah, cash in, uh, you prevent from this adding salt. And another one is uh, a favorite. Uh, talk about cash is the kalajush, which Ooh. is a nickname is Asha cash. Uh, they call it, but its actual name is the kalajush. Basically, what I mentioned about this peasant peasant food eaters. There were pots of water, add this cash in it, and some walnuts, some dates. Some, that's a basic, but if you are one have access, you can add to it some meatballs in it if you want. So I made it actually video the other day. It's a great, and actually in the Tehran, I had an abgush with the cash. Wow. It was delicious. Okay. Well, listen, I, I know you're going to follow up uh, each of these segments by posting something on social media. Uh, and I guess it'll be cash related in the next couple of days so people can check it out. We'll link to you from our social media. Absolutely. That's what the, the goal is that one. What we talk and we can back it up with some dishes. So in case people, they want to have some simple, I'm going to try to make it simple. Some of the simple dishes like a, uh, we talked about the not very hard. The kalajush is one of the easiest one, and definitely I will do that one. Actually, that's a great idea. You know, kalajush is freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's a good. That's, that's not a good name for a dish. <laughs> Am I missing something? What, what is this? What is, can you translate it? Well, I. Well, you sounds call it Ashakash. Make it easier. So I know, but why would you say kalajush? I don't even want to translate that. I mean, I got, it's like head boiled head, boiled head or something. Delicious. It has a dry mint in it. The whole idea is dry mint. And if you make it at home, we did lots of caramel. You just lost. You know, we we made so much headway with non-Iranians. Yeah. You know, they were like, "Oh, this culture sounds great." And then you know, back to the boiled heads. You know, that's where we end up. But it's delicious. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to have some peasant food tonight. I oh uh, yeah, some kalajush for New Year's Eve. Um, well, the reason I say you can add a meatballs because I know Kian likes his her meat, so sure that's do. what they're her. Chef Haas. Meatballs will be a perfect <laughs> to add to please, clearly. <laughs> uh, Chef Haas, you are the culinary colonel, the captain of cuisine, the Tabrizi talisman. I thank you so much for this uh, inaugural segment. We've learned about the importance of cash, and we'll talk to you next week. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me. And Happy New Year. Happy New Be Year, safe. brother. Happy New Year, buddy. Bye, Happy Bye. New Year. Thanks, uh, Thanks for being on the show. Have a fun, uh, safe, and delicious New Year. Merci. Bye-bye. Was fun. I'm looking forward to some kalajush with my champagne <laughs> tonight, ringing in a new year. Or peasant food, if you will. <laughs> That's right, the peasant food. The utilities of cash, who knew? Well, it is uh, the end of the, the last segment of the last show of 2020 for us. And uh, what, what better than going out on uh, some of the words that you've sent us? It is time for Letters of the Week. So, Keon, we had this uh, 
four-part Rook special mm-hmm. series that we dropped last week. Why Pink Floyd and Iranian Obsession? Yeah. Uh, in, in exploring the surprising, the strange and deep connection between Iranians and the legendary uh, British rock band Pink Floyd. Uh, uh, and of course, we have people from all over the world, uh, yeah. experts, musicians, uh, music critics, uh, producers, academics mm-hmm. weigh in on this. I know we got a lot of mail on this. We right? did. A lot of we, of so course we did. How could we not? We're not going to get to it all. We hope people listen to the series, mm-hmm. but you've got some yeah. comments and mail lined up. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, starting off on YouTube, we have a Sam Bionni. He wrote, I became interested in and learned the English language because of this band. I learned English to understand the lyrics and to fly around the sun by listening to the echoes. Nice. You know, somebody, was it Ali Azimi? Yeah. Yes. He said he learned English from yes. Pink Floyd. Isn't that That's sweet? That's amazing. Yeah. It's really sweet. Uh, and then we have Hani Aryan. Uh, she wrote, The start of the series made me cry from reminiscing. This was so fantastic. Thanks, team. Oh, thank you, Hani. Beautiful. And then we have Bob Carr wrote, Thank you, Jian, for doing this. It means the world to us. I enjoyed listening to every word exchanged on this special. That's really great. As I love did that. I. Uh, thank you, Kian. I love that people uh, listen to all four, four, episodes, four parts, too. That mm-hmm. means a lot. Yeah. And then we have Shahriar Krilandust wrote, I remember Dark Side of the Moon, but Wish You Were Here got me hooked back in 76 in Tehran. Nice. And then we have a Marlene Khoury wrote, The memory of how Pink Floyd made me feel is all coming back to me. Could have listened to Sepp Olsley all night long. Music, social media, and this program have a tremendous and immense power in bringing the messages to us. Very nice. Thank you, Marlene. And then we have a Paymon Fururi wrote, What an interesting topic. Roya Arab's comments and points were brilliant. Being an 80s kid growing up in Iran, me and my circle of friends were drawn to Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, and many other rock icons to feel unique primarily. Pink Floyd resonated the most with us because of their mystical mood, their unique sound-making techniques with the guitar, and having a more melodic rock sound than U2 or the Rolling Stones, for example. Although we knew their revolutionary essence, I don't think our English was good enough at the time to be drawn to only to their lyrics. Interesting. Very interesting. That's Paymon. Uh, Fururi. Hey, mom, Fururi. Yes. Merci. Thank you so much for that comment. Hope. And then we have Sauce, last name listed as E, wrote, uh, Ramin Sadiqi was bang on about camel. <laughs> and well said, Roya Adab. Richie Blackmore, in my opinion, is the best all-around musician Hang on ever. A yeah, Let no. me explain here that Camel, oh, I mean, this became a meme through the series. It's quite funny. Camel is this progressive rock band that came from the UK that I guess had a following. I, you know, I saw the, 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 the number of hits on YouTube from Europe and England. Okay, I get it. Um, but really caught fire in Iran in the, in the 70s and thereafter. And so... The, this the name starts coming up in in our series, and I'm like uh, halfway through the series, like what what is this camel? I've never, <laughs> never what what are they so saying? Cold. Like camel, you know? <laughs> and they're like, uh, and and Persians are so indig- indignant about it, and Iranians are so indignant about it, you know? What uh, you yes, the King Kenimzon, Pink Feloy, Camel, Camel, and I'm like, I've never. 
heard of camel. I've never, you know, no one I know has ever heard of camel that didn't grow up in And Iran. you're from the UK. I'm you're from the UK. Guy. I'm a music guy. I specialize in this era is something I, no, nothing. <laughs> so uh, so that was very funny that uh, camel kept that coming up. Please, well, go ahead. All right. So he, he moves on and says, Richie Blackmore, in my opinion, is the best all-around musician ever. He's got the compositional skills of a Mozart or a Bach and the technical skills of a Paganini. Deep Purple is the most criminally underrated band in the world. They're all virtuosos of their instruments and are still releasing great new material despite the fact that they're all in their late 60s and early to mid 70s. All right. I've also never heard of Deep Purple, but uh, anyway. Yes, you have. Deep have I? You've heard, you've heard. That's really annoying. Have you ever heard that? I think I'm going to go deaf, but yes, I've heard this. There you go. Then we have Al King of Persia on YouTube wrote, Jian Jian. I finally listened to all four parts. What an amazing series. Thank you again. Your interviewing style is incredible and always makes people feel very comfortable and easy to speak with you. It's difficult to tell which part I love most. All of them are so good and educational. But I gear more towards part four since I knew those guests more and had similar experiences to them growing up in Iran during the 80s and 90s. I also think by now you know very well who Camel is. <laughs> <laughs> Part four would have been uh, Logo Ramin Tarkian, Anush Sabutakin. Sanos yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that, uh, King of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then we have Shadi Yusufian wrote, Pink Floyd had meaningful lyrics, great vocals, breathtaking guitar solos, political and social messages in their lyrics, fantastic music videos and album cover designs, touching melodies and songs. The list goes on and on. Oh, and I forgot to mention that they're also great live on stage. It's 3 a.m. and I just finished listening to all four parts. I couldn't stop. It was really good. Thank you all so much. Wow. Great letter. Thank you for that, Shadi. Do you know Shadi? Yeah, Yeah. she's a fabulous artist. Yeah. That's in San Francisco. Yes, actually, when you said Shadi Yusufian, I was a wow. Aw, that's sweet. Amazing. And then on Facebook, we have a Rita Pana wrote, Thanks for the great interview, Gian. Here's what I think about your interview style. You could give Gian the most boring topic, and he'll turn it into the most exciting show. Never a dull question or answer. Well done. That's really sweet. Thank you for that. Oh, and then on Instagram, we have a Farid Yahari wrote, One of the other reasons that Pink Floyd is so famous amongst Iranians is the fact that their music is so multidimensional. It can actually create vivid images for a huge population of music lovers who can't even comprehend their deep lyrics. The atmospheric characteristic of their music is so entertaining and imaginative at the same time. It feeds your eyes through your ears. Nicely said. Right. Thanks, Farid. It's poetic. And then we have Hamid Reza M wrote, So many elements in Pink Floyd's music made me fall in love with every note they play, and not to mention their great lyrics. And then we have Hamid Pakseresh wrote, Your voice, intonation, accent, and the way you pronounce words is so stunning. Huge fan of you. Nice. Thank you, Hamid. And then we have Nassim Ob uh, on uh, Instagram wrote, I loved listening to Pink Floyd special. Also taking the opportunity to thank you for your wonderful podcast. Right in the midst of mixed feelings with my Iranian diaspora, I got to know about your page. 
I enjoy listening to the stories and connect with so many. A professional platform with well-conducted interviews like these was, was so much needed for our community. Thank you so much, Gian, for the initiative and the Rook team for your efforts. Keep rocking and rooking. Mm. That's a great, that's not the letter of the week? No, but it's that funny was, you uh, mentioned. Not, thank you. Who uh, was that from? Nassim? This was Nassim? from a Nassim Ob. So good. Yeah, Nassim Ob. It's very good. Keep rocking and rooking. I like yeah, that. that's yeah. cute. Club, and it's finally time for the letter of the oh. week. And I, I must say, I love this letter. Uh, this is from Amir Reza Shams. He emailed us, actually. He writes, Hi, Rook team. This is going to be a long message because I've been meaning to write to you for months now. And I guess now is the perfect time to send it. I'm going to cover three things in this letter, so bear with me. First of all, I love the podcast. I got familiar with it three months ago through my b- brother who lives in Canada. And I just finished listening to all the episodes. I follow it religiously. I've laughed with it, got emotional with it, and learned a lot from it. I believe it's not only important and beneficial for people in the Iranian diaspora, but also for Iranians in Iran like me. Add to this the chemistry between you guys, the brilliant guests, and Jian being the marvelous interviewer he is. This all makes Rook the amazing cocktail that it is. Secondly, I'm an avid Pink Floyd fan. And the idea of this Floyd series was a special fan service to me. As a Generation Z and an Iranian, I didn't really notice the fact that some might say how strange it is that I'm obsessed with this band. This series made me wonder about this and made me ask my father, also a Pink Floyd fan in his youth, about this fact. And he pointed out some of the things that got discussed in this show, like the availability of it during the music draught of post-revolutionary Iran, for example. Thanks again for this. It was so amazing that I binge listened to it for two days straight. And the fact that you didn't put out a new episode last Thursday kind of made me wish that I hadn't. (laughs) And then he says, last but not least, Gian, I'm an Arsenal fan since the age of four years old. And I'm writing this after we beat Chelsea. (laughs) Just wanted to say that there might be light at the end of this long and dark tunnel. (laughs) Thanks again for the amazing show, Gian, Kian, Shaya, Reza, and all the people behind making it. All the best and have an amazing new year. Wow. That was just so much. Ami Reza uh, Shams? Yeah. In in Iran. That is, what a great letter. Thank you so much for taking the time. Your taste is immaculate, clearly, (laughs) because you appreciate Rook and Arsenal. Uh, So uh, thank you. You get the letter of the week. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been listening to us in the last few months as we've uh, um, started the show and, and been building it. We're looking so forward to, to 2021. Thank you to Chef Hossare today. Uh, thank you to Keon, and it's all Persian to us. Thank you, you guys. Thanks to the incredible Rook team. It's the end of the show. It's the end of this year. We're back on Monday, but, you know, let's be dramatic. This is full time for Rook for today. For all things Rook, remember you can go to our website, rookmedia.com, where we've got our patrons page where you can support us. All of our episodes, a full page devoted to Pink Floyd, all the episodes of that series and the recap episode as well. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together each week. Producer Susan Ponce of the Artist, Thoughtful Negin, the fabulous Keon, Savvy Roham, Aray Merdad, Master Muhammad, Captain Reza and Groovy Shia, Thanks again to all of you out there supporting us, sharing the content. Please subscribe. 
You can find me on Instagram at Gian Gomeshi. Happy 2021. Mizu and Bashi.